Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. It's precisely 9.31. We're 60 seconds late in starting. And it's my privilege to pray for our speaker the Lord this morning. Lord, I ask that you give Jonathan your anointing. Fill his mouth and heart with your words and help us to hear them and to be prepared for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. And I should get the clicker. Well, good morning, everybody. This morning I was looking up uh, Psalms and I was in Psalms chapter 22. And the part that stuck out to me was, I will declare thy name among my brethren. And um, in the midst of the congregation, I will praise the Lord. So all you who fear the Lord, praise his name right now. Hallelujah. Let's get these juices flowing. Hallelujah. He is worthy and he he deserves it. Amen. So this morning, it's my privilege. And by the way, Happy New Year. We have not seen. Yes. So it's it's my prayer that 2024 is not the same as 2023. There's going to be a lot of different things here. And we're all going to bind together on the word of God and we're all going to be overcomers. Amen. Amen. All right. So without further ado, the topic of today is effective ministers are faithful stewards of God's word. And truthfully, God's word, that's Jesus, our savior. Remember, in the book of John, it says in the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. So we know that the word, if you are a faithful steward to God's word, you're being a faithful steward to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. So with any topic, you know me, I like to see it from a 30,000 altitude perspective first and then start weaning down on the details. So we're going to do exactly that. We're going to go about 30,000 feet this morning. So whenever you think about stewards, um, what you think about is, or at least what I think about is an air steward, right? Um, just recently we went to Kenya and we just came back about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, lovely trip. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was how we were served on the aircraft. You know, there are some people that are, that love their job and some people that are the opposite of that. <laughs> they just do not want to be there. And I've seen both spectrums on the aircraft and it was kind of hysterical to me because they were, I mean, they just show it blatantly. Um, so the one thing that sticks out to me is how well people serve, right? And for me, for instance, there was a time where we we're going to Kenya. It was a trip, uh, a connection trip to Dubai, and JC was feeling a little under the weather. So traveling up there, she had a fever. And so I remember I was just bothering this air steward. I said, can you please grab me a little bit more water? And I don't know why they're a little stingy with here and there. Oh, here, here's a little half cup. Enjoy, you know. Um, but this air steward, she saw the need, and she gave me a bottle this big, and we're able to just dump that into JC's mouth. And, you know, long story short, she's fine. She was good. Um, but I just remember how well we were being taken care of. So in the same way, we can compare an air steward, for example, or anything for that matter, and our walk with Christ. So how can you be a faithful steward? This is my question to you all this morning. Are you being a faithful steward to God's word? Okay, so we can even break it up into different sections here. So if you want to be a faithful steward, 
you must know the Word of God. And I know that Pastor Stan, whenever he speaks about prophecies, he talks about the three woes. Well, I'm going to tell you about the, the four O's this morning, okay? So it's a little bit better palatable, so hopefully you guys can remember because there's going to be a quiz at the end. So a faithful steward knows, right? So an air steward, they know the captain and they know their team. If they do not know their teammates, then they cannot function properly. Everything looks disorganized and the company or the air airlines are going to be afflicted by it. So our captain, Jesus, right? He's the one that we serve and we are alongside him, along with Holy Spirit, who is our comforter who is the one that reveals all truth. And we have the disciples back there uh, as well because you and I are disciples. We're all in it together. We are all members of the body of Christ. So we all should not be bickering. We shouldn't be found squandering, slandering, all this stuff. We should be working together for God's glory. Amen? Amen. All right. Second thing is to know the destination. Imagine how silly it would be if I ask questions to the air steward. Uh, how much longer uh, till we get to our destination? I don't know. Would you know where we're going? So I put a little picture here. Do you all want to go to a paradise at Haiti? Or is your destination Hades? You see? So are we going to paradise or are we going to the other place? We have to recognize what our goal is, where we're going, and how to achieve that goal, right? Every captain knows the route that he's going, and they always assess, right? They're always letting everybody know. They turn on the bing, boom. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to uh, buckle up because we are, you know, all that stuff. How was that, Tamora? That was pretty real? Okay. All right. Next is to know the employee's manual. You know, if, if I requested that, you know, bottle of water and it was said in the manual, thou shalt not give this bottle of water to a single passenger, um, then I would be very unlucky. But for us, we have to know the manual. If we are to serve and be good stewards of the word of God, well, we must know the word of God, right? So as people are looking for that help and they raise their hand, and they're asking, uh, can you help me with understanding this? Uh, Bill, can you pray for me? Can you teach me a little bit about what it says about Revelation? Well, you can go to that, flip to that book, and you can start, you know, unveiling the truth as it has been revealed to you. All right, second thing here. This is a second O, and this is to show, all right? Um, I put a Marine as a picture, but... Really what this is, is to represent your logo. So if you're flying Delta, you're flying Emirates, you're flying whatever, they always have a logo and they're proud to show this thing off, right? I remember we flew Emirates and I don't know why, but I, I love the, the tan and the, the red pop-out color and the ladies were you know, walking around with their red hat. And I'm like, man, that's cool. I like that. I don't know why, but it shows that they have authority, right? I can't just be like, uh, I'm going to go and get myself a bottle of water. Because they're like, uh, sir, please, you're already looking a little shady. Just sit down. I'm going to give you the bottle of water. Okay? So what I'm saying here is you're representing a logo. And remember that term logo because we're going to get to that in a future slide. But as you go, are you walking and talking the part? 
Whenever you, I think I mentioned this one time, if you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. If you squeeze an apple, you get apple juice. If you squeeze a Christian, you should get Christ, right? Right? So whenever somebody squeezes you, what are they getting? Are they getting a concoction of what the world has given you? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. (laughs) Tasty. So uh, walk and talk the part, ladies and gentlemen. If you're holy art thou in church on Sundays, giving those holy high fives to everybody, well, good for you. I think you're getting your reward. But outside of that, we have a God that rewards in secret. All right, the next O. So we have know, we have show, and we have grow. How do we grow? Again, it goes back to the employee's manual, but you grow by teaching, right? Um, I've even heard somebody mention to me, if you want to know something, you would be a teacher of it, right? Shout out, Pastor Stan. Um, (laughs) Instruct life-saving principles, okay? So as, as we all know, Whenever you get on a plane, they have the you know, oxygen masks and they, they teach you, you know, first you need to put your oxygen mask on and then your children so that way you save yourself and then you can be of help and of use to others, right? In the same way, when people are going through life, because if you are living in the same world that I am, people are struggling, okay? They don't know where to turn. We need deliverance ministers. Praise God for Soon He and Lou. Because these guys are the instruction. They, they give life-saving instructions, right? You have to break off the bad yoke, right? You have to break off the ungodly soul ties, and you have to fast and seek the Lord, and you have to not just pray once and then live your life and go back to it, but you have to make a change right there and then, ladies and gentlemen. It has to be a repentance. The way that you're walking, right, you turn 180 degrees and you say, Lord, the way that I've been walking clearly is not working. So let me change, and, and this is your life. I'm going to give my life to you. You are now the captain. Last O is go. Let's go. All right? So seek the needs of people and provide services. I felt like a CEO whenever I press that little button. Bing! And so they come to me, yes, sir, uh, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, everything's okay. I just just wanted to see how, how fast you get here. But I also need some more water. <laughs> so seek the needs of the people. As you go, even here, sitting in church, right? It, it's, it's easy to get a little comfortable. Oh, wow, this is a good one. This is a good sermon. I haven't heard this one yet. Okay, see you guys. No, everybody is in here for a reason. God has ordained a specific season and a specific time and a specific purpose for all of these things, for us to bind together and walk in this thing that we call life. Amen? So go. Just, just be looking. Look. Be observant. See where the needs are. Fill those needs. Does uh, the toilet paper need to be refilled? Do we have stocks of toilet paper? Right? Yeah, okay. Where do I keep on going? What other things do I unveil here? Uh, mopping, sweeping, cleaning the carpet, anything. All right, you guys get the point. Okay, so we're going to go to Colossians. Of course, Paul um, was the one that uh, wrote this. It was an epistle to Colossae, and it was a church, right? So he's just basically sending them uh, words of encouragement 
And whenever we talk about being a faithful steward of the word of God, this is something that really stuck out to me. And so I'll show you why. So it says, um, we'll just kind of read through this here. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh. I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. Remember how we say go and find um, where you can fill up the church, right? We have an evangelist back here. Praise God. Um, That is the church of which I became a minister. Okay, and we're going to take this nice and slow. So whenever you dissect the term minister and you reverse engineer it back to Greek, it's diakonos. That's where we get the term deacon. Okay, so what does that mean? What is a minister? A minister is one who executes the commands of another. Right. Okay. so we know what a minister is. Now, who are we ministering to and for? According to the stewardship from God. What is stewardship? All right. It's from the term uh, economia, where we get the term economy, and that's about management. Go figure, right? You know, financial management, but this is management holistically. The management of the household or of household affairs. So we see that, one, we've been given authority and we can go and execute commands from somebody. And then, two, we've also been given the authority and stewardship to manage everything. Amen? Amen. You guys with me? Amen. So we've been given the stewardship from God, from the CEO himself, straight to you. For what purpose? Well, that it was given to us for you. And I'm going to say that this term you is like the whosoever believeth shall have eternal life. Whosoever, right? So this is for you, anybody, even the sister that you've been bickering with for the past couple of years. This gospel is for her. Yep. Uh, And to make the word of God, what? Fully known. So remember whenever I had that marine uh, picture and it's about serving a cause and having a logo and representing something. I mean, I liked the Marines because I was like, man, those guys are just well put together. Like I always watch military movies. My wife doesn't like it because it's gory and stuff like that. But whenever I'm by myself, I'm like (laughs) war movie, you know, because I'm like, oh, Echo Foxtrot. This is Delta Charlie uh, requesting evac over. I'm like, wow, I want to talk like that. That's so cool. Imagine all of that was an accumulation of, of watching movies. So that's impressive. Um, to make the word of God fully known. So the word in Greek is logos. Hmm. So whenever you represent a logo, you're representing a concept, an idea. So we're representing the word of God himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen? So whenever you go out into this world, what do you look like? Again, when people squeeze you, what do they get? Do they get frustrated, Brandon? Or do they get sweet and, you know, nice and milk and honey, Brandon? Or what are they getting? <laughs> I'll preserve that for later. Love. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And if you ask my wife, then, um, you know, I hope that she will also live on my behalf. <laughs> but, no, I, I, um, I also need to represent the word of God. Just me being up here, I'm not higher than anybody. I am a servant of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm not acting like I'm anything better. 
but I also have a high authority because of him. So um, I just want to represent the word of God correctly. Okay, as we go on forward. um, So just reading it all together so we can be together. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now it's been revealed to who? To his saints. If you look up the word saints, it's the same word as holy. So he's calling you holy people. Do you deserve that? I surely don't. But if somebody calls you something and they're of a higher authority than you, you accept that, right? It makes it true. So to them, God chose to make known Right. There's that known again to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is the mystery that we're talking about. Christ is within you. And now you have the authority and now you're made holy so you can be saints. You are no longer sinners. You are saints. Amen. All right. More fancy stuff. Okay. So what are the four O's again? Can somebody recite them? No. No. Grow. Show. And go. Perfect. All right. So of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known for the mystery of hidden ages and generations not revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known. How great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we need to go. It says, him we proclaim. How do we proclaim if we're sitting on our (laughs) blessed assurance, right, Lou? (laughs) Him we proclaim. What are we doing? We're warning everybody. So that term warning should give you a sense of urgency. Amen? We should warn everybody. There is a time that is coming that is a tribulation that everybody needs to know where to go and what to do. All right. And teaching everyone with all wisdom that is showing that we're growing them. Amen. That we may present everyone mature in Christ. We must show it. So this is proof. I'm not just making things up here. All right. So uh, a personal testimony, um, I remember that I was seeking the Lord and I wanted to take my, my walk to the next step and I wanted to consume the Bible. And so even I, as I was working at Lockheed, um, there was some time that was permitted for lunch. And so I see people, you know, walk to the cafeteria and they would have some time there. It took about 10 to 15 minutes to even walk to the cafeteria because it's such a huge plant. So I figured... Well, what if I devote this time to the Lord? Okay. And it's, it's my desire to try to understand how I can grow in the Lord. And as I was reading, uh, I, I had the Bible next to me. So I just shut my computer off or put it on lock. I was reading my Bible and um, there was a certain gentleman that I look up to. He was um, like a higher class of engineer. He was more of a principal. And he was just walking by my cubicle, and the cubicle has a doorway that's open, so it's just open concept. Everybody has nothing to hide. So he's walking, and he sees that I'm not eating lunch, but I'm reading something. And curiosity hits. Hey, what you doing? I'm like, 
oh, hey, so-and-so, I'm just, you know, I'm just reading the Bible. Is there something I can help you with? Oh, you, oh, you read that Bible a lot? Oh, okay, let me take a seat. So I had a question for you, and I'm like, okay, what's your question, you know? And he says, well, in Scripture it says that um, we're supposed to eat the body of Christ and drink the blood. Are we supposed to be cannibals? Do Is that literal? Like, do you take the Bible, like, literal? I'm like, okay. Oh, boy. So, and I, and I went through uh, a whole conversation with him, and it was it was great because I was able to reveal to him that the sacrifice made on the cross and the blood that was shed for us, the representation of that is the wine, and that his body that was broken on our behalf is a representation of the bread. That's why he says, uh, you know, that we must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm able to start quoting these things and show him different references in the Bible, showing that Jesus is the Christ, the only Son of God, the true God that was risen from the dead, brought to life so that way we can have a high priest forever and ever, and that way we can walk holy. So all of that I was able to kind of weave and and walk him through that, and he's like, so we're not supposed to be cannibals. We're supposed to do this in remembrance of him. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that is what we're looking for is as you are reading and consuming the word of God, you're having Holy Spirit walk you through the truths and revealing these things to you because no man can reveal this the same way that Jesus said, Peter, who am I? Oh, well, you are the Christ. Well, it was, that was not you. It was given to you from above. Amen. So that's what we need to seek is Holy Spirit. We need to seek him on our face as we're reading the Bible so he can reveal these truths to us so we can walk in that power. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. Another verse that I'd like to talk about dealing with stewardship. Luke chapter 12, verse 20, or 42 to 44. And the Lord said, Who then is the, that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. Are you guys walking as victors this morning? Amen. Are you guys walking as overcomers this morning? Amen. Are your heads hung low? No. The word of God is to make us an overcomer. And... And we are given authority and dominion since day one. So be reminded of that this morning. So I do want to challenge you this morning. We need you. Again, assess. It's always about assessing. 2024, we need to reassess, reevaluate how we're doing life. Are you a good and faithful steward of the word of God in your own life? When you go to work, what do they see, Danny? Do they see scripture? Amen. He says, probably because I quote it. So that's very good. So Uncle Sam says, we need you to know, to show, to grow, and to go. Wow, that's a good word, huh? So as we go, remember that you have a logos that you're representing, and that's Christ our Lord. He, is, he said it is finished on the cross. 
There is nothing else that we have to do except follow and be obedient to his word. And then and only then can we be overcomers. So, I mean, it's just my, my joy to be here with you all and to encourage you in the word of God and to also make some fancy PowerPoints this morning. But, you know, I hope that you understand in order to be a faithful steward of the word of God and effective minister, you must show these things. You must know, show, grow, and go. Amen? Amen? All right. Hallelujah. So you got to show me how you're making these PowerPoints, right? Is this, did, yeah. did, did you put all this together or did you download these? I put it all together. You didn't download anything from the Internet? Well, I mean, the pictures, but that's about it. Yeah. And scripture, I used a website. <laughs> you got to show me how to do that because sure. I saw a lot of things I don't know how to do. Sure. How do you do? Did a good job, didn't you? Let's uh, go ahead and break a little bit early then. Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. Happy that you're joining us today. Uh, It's it's almost the end of the month, but we do have some announcements. We will be doing communion today. So those of you watching online, you might want to go ahead and get your uh, unleavened bread and your grape juice so you could take it with us. I'll just give you a heads warning for that. We are going to start taking the communion the third Sunday of each month. Anyway, I'll go ahead and start. Um, we are doing a chili contest. It's actually next week. Next week? Yes. So sign up if you have not to be the world's famous best chili in the world, uh, in the world, people, in the world, um, to, to win some trophies and medallions and she all kinds of things. I always go out. It's going gonna, gonna to be fun. So. I want you to do this. and So, Skyler, you can even make some chili, right? No, Okay, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> that face was like, no. <laughs> All right, what about you, Adelie? Yeah? Maybe you, oh, no? Maybe you two should work together, right? I think, yeah, so your mom is. Y'all can be in, y'all could be in contest with your mom. I would, I would, I, you could, you could get, yeah, you know what? You could get Marcus to help y'all, right? No, no, okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I'll let y'all, we don't want to have a feud, a family feud, right? So, <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to hand this to you soon. He just make sure whoever would like to sign up for uh, the chili contest that you do that. I try to get Stan to do it, but he goes, no, you're the chili maker. But, Any, did you sign up? Okay, come on, sign up, girl. You the you are the main one everybody wants to beat, so you gotta sign you gotta up. Keep your title. Yeah, you. You if you're watching online, you can participate, but you do need to come here. <laughs> you need to be joining well, us. Well, they could be the the winner in their own house. Well, they could be the winner in their own house, but they might not. They won't. I will not mail you a trophy for it. So just you know, yeah, send samples ahead of time. Anyway, all right. So I'll turn it over now to you. Um, So I do know that we all enjoy coming to church on Sunday, but as much as I like, I know we all like to eat as well. So we do need people to sign up for a fellowship, bringing donuts, um, breakfast sandwiches, whatever you would like. It looks like next week we have nobody. I know we're having chili, but you might want a little appetizer beforehand. Does somebody want to sign up for next week? I'll do it. 
Marty. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, and Marty. we do have somebody for February, but yeah, everything. A, February 4th is the day after, after my birthday. birthday. So there will be lots of <laughs> snacks and treats here. But it looks like the rest of the year is empty. So if we can start getting this filled up, um, if you just think like, oh, I think somebody didn't bring something, just bring something. We can never have not enough food here. Yeah, because we have the Camerons here. so They like to eat. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> All righty. And Jonathan, I'll let you go next. Okay. All right, so we have intercessory prayer. As you all know, whenever we bind together the church, we are extremely powerful. So it is our expectation that we all join intercessory prayer. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on now. Okay, so I know that you all pray on your own time, uh, but this is a time that is meant for us to bind forces, to bind our arms, and we fight the spiritual battles together. And this is how we can share and how we can fight on our knees. So... Uh, a little bit more about this intercessory prayer. It's every third Thursday of the month. Can everybody repeat that? Every third, third Thursday, Thursday of the month, month at 730. Third Thursday, third so Thursday. I have a sign-up sheet here. I, I need at least, you know, who you are, uh, school prophets, students, uh, level one and level two, you need to sign up. Yep. Get your name on this ASAP so we can get you on the on the roster, and we can start this thing up, and we could be praying together. Uh, again, my wife, uh, Pastor Kate, she's the one that hosts, so let's all pray together, and it's, it's, I promise you, it's a powerful thing, so show up. Amen? Amen. All right. And they just had their, on Thursday night, they just had the, for the first of the year, and nobody else joined in other than Jonathan and Kate. So level one, level two, you know who you are. Sign up. Yes, sir. How did level one and level two yesterday go? Level one and level two is amazing. I'm telling you, I, I'm so impressed with everybody. Um, I mean, we had a we had three way tie for the most improved. It was Tamora, right, and Jessica, and Paul, and they were uh, no, no, no. You were the highest award for achievement. So Paul, Tamora. And then we have Christine. Sorry. I'm sorry to take away from you, Jessica. She was the highest award for achievement. And I, I, I'm just throwing things at them to do last minute. And like yesterday, we, the, the level ones did, uh, they did the seven churches. Um, they had like about 45 minutes to come up with a talk as a group. And they were finding information other than what I had given them with uh, printout papers. And they did PowerPoints. Everybody did a PowerPoint. The team did. And so they worked together. They're learning how to work together. They're learning how to put messages together immediately. And they're getting comfortable and confident in speaking before people. So it was really, really good. Did you enjoy it? It was wonderful. Yeah. Yes. It was and great. then my level twos, I can't throw anything at them that they're not just saying, eh, we're used to you now, Leslie. You just try to throw it at it. I even, so yesterday I gave them basically one word, but. Or one theme like uh, that they had to—they didn't even know what it was going to be—and they had 30 minutes to come up with a sermon. 30 minutes, that's all. And there was no information given to them on their topics, but like what? Keep going. Okay. Like, like body, soul, spirit. Um, Barnabas, Ruth, uh, tongue. I mean, so they only had a few minutes to gather their thoughts gather their information, and get up here and to, to give a message. As I said, you have to be ready in season, out of season. And I said, what happens if none of us leadership are here on a Sunday? You're going to have to punt and get up here and do it. So you have, you've got to know how to, to just do it right off your feet. Just get up there and do it. 
I know you're ready. I, I was so impressed. Uh, what else did we do, Lou? Was there something else we did? Oh, yeah, we did the, the level ones we were learning. They were learning how to prophesy in a, in a more flowing way. Uh, Danny gave a personal prophecy at the end to Marcus with a pillow. It was amazing. It was so right on. Uh, so I'm so impressed with uh, the level ones and level twos. I can't say enough, and I know that they're happy to come. They're growing, and it's, they're maturing, and they're becoming ministers. Level twos are starting. They're one of the things the requirement is they have to find a place on their own to go speak to at least 10 people and at least speak for 10 to 30 to 40 minutes. Um, that team will be 40 minutes will be. <laughs> they have to tell them to stop. So they, anybody they, they online that wants a speaker. So, yeah, if anybody wants a speaker, we have it here at Spirit Prophecy <laughs> Church. Let me tell you, all realms, like healing or deliverance or whatever. Yes, sir. I understand that one of the people went where they saw some other people speak and saw how your training had helped them. Oh, Doug. He, well, he, he just was talking about in his, uh, in his profession, he went and he, he went to his tech guys and then they, they are, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, Doug, sorry. But they, they, uh, they, gave, they gave a presentation. He was there all day. And he said, Leslie, I realized how professional your meetings are, what you're teaching us. It's so important. I mean, people, they were putting their hands in their pocket. They were moving all over the place. You know, there was so many errors. But they, and these are supposed to be professionals. But they, he said, I could see that what you're doing is is really training us to be well-equipped. And so that meant a lot to me, and uh, I appreciate that kind of comment. All right, so now, t- did you already say this? No, no. Nope. Okay. Nope. okay, so um, speaking of level ones, level twos, and everyone else in the congregation, um, we need more, more, more prayer. Um, this time it's going to be for Prophet Leslie and Tamora, tr- who are will be traveling to Singapore and Malaysia February 7th through the 22nd. Um, I have five days that don't have anyone out of that whole 15 day period. I have five that don't have anyone. So we definitely need to get more people signed up. And um, if you can fast a little bit or skip a snack or something, that's great. You don't have to fast and eat nothing the whole day. We all have to take care of kids and go to work. And we're very understanding that, but we definitely need prayer. So if um, we'll be passing this around and I'm, I'd like to get those last five days, at least one person on each of those last five days. And if you can fast, we would really appreciate that too, but we don't want you to hurt yourselves either. And I'll just also mention that Tamora and I, we have come to an agreement, her and I, gosh, help me with the dates again, 29, 30, 31. Yes. Yes. 29th, 30th, and 31st, those three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this month, uh, her and I will be fasting from midnight to 4 p.m., those three days, and if anybody would like to join us, that we would really, we would really appreciate that also. All right. Okay, I guess we, we'll hand that around. Actually, yep. you can just go up to people, special level ones and level two, get them on the list. All <laughs> right, I'll turn it over. It's time for our offering. No, let me pray. Let's pray first. How about that? Let's stand up. Let's pray. I'll get our service going. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And Lord, we just lift up especially Tony and his family today and those children. Um, We thank you, Lord, that Breda is with you now in heaven as she went to be with you yesterday. But Lord, I know that, that those of us that are left here on earth, we just suffer. We just miss them. 
even though there's comfort to know where she is and that they'll see her again, we ask the Holy Spirit to comfort that family, comfort them, and just let them know that the church body, we as a church body, we love you, and we will we support you. And, Lord, I thank you for Brady. I thank you that she came in my life. I thank you, Lord, because she is a fighter. She was such a fighter, and I just I just was so um, moved by her by her presence. And I thank you, Lord, that you allowed some of us to go see her at the hospital, and there was just such a peace on her. And so I thank you, Lord. I thank you that I know where she's at. But, Holy Spirit, please comfort the family and the friends and all those that knew her in the precious name of Jesus. And, Lord, if there's any amongst us, those watching online or in that someone here might know of a loved one that is, is needing a touch from you, a healing from you, Lord, you are the great healer. You are the divine healer. And so we ask that you minister to them right now, send the ministering spirits to them right now to touch them. And, Lord, we ask that you heal them in Jesus' name. We break off, we, te- we tear up that spirit of, pro- the spirit of infirmity right now off of them in Jesus' name. And we say be healed in Jesus' name. And also, Lord, those that are suffering in poverty or just need your financial assistance or increase in pay, Lord, we want to be the head and not the tail as your, as your children. So we ask in Jesus' name that you answer those prayers, whatever their need is, in Jesus' name. Amen. We all said amen, amen, amen. Now it's time for offering. All right, so now it's time for offering again. Uh, we're doing simultaneously the tithe offering for the church and for the missions. Um, remember that this is to honor the Lord. That's what it's here for. That's what we do. And then for these missions, it helps so many people that you guys can't even believe. I, I've been able to be a part of a charity that is feeding children, and just a simple dollar a day feeds like eight children. And it is so absolutely incredibly amazing that so little can go so far in this world. So just always remember that and remember that the Lord will bless those that bless others. So bring your tithes to the storehouse and the offering for the missions. hours of racquetball yesterday so i'm in pretty good health feeling good today probably the tylenol or two (laughs) lord thank you thank you for your blood that was shed on the cross that you arranged to drip on the west side of the ark of the covenant fulfilling years and years of levitical covenants that had to be fulfilled in order for you to be the Lamb of God. Thank you. Thank you that you've blessed this nation, this state, 
this congregation so many times, so many ways, we didn't even know. We didn't see, we didn't understand that you were blessing. It was your hand. And Lord, all of this is your hand. And so, Lord, it is our pleasure to give back to you, knowing that you'll take care of us. And Lord, we ask that this would reach and be enough to do your will and your work. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I stand and agree. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you bestow on all of us. And we know that this is going to reach all those that need it, and it's going to stretch so far and wide that it's it's going to be a miracle, Lord. And we we thank you for, for allowing us to honor you and bring this to you. And we, we ask that this blesses all of us here and all of us all, all across the world, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Go ahead and take that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, if you want to follow along, we're going to do communion. The body and the blood. If you want to follow along, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And the first thing we're going to do is bless the body and the blood, or the unleavened bread and the grape juice. Lord, we thank you for this grape juice, for this unleavened bread, because it represents the greatest things in human history, your body and your blood that set us free. We thank you for it. We ask that you would receive this communion as fulfillment of your command. This do in remembrance of me in Jesus' name, amen. And then they distribute it around. So the way (coughs) it seems to flow the best explaining this is to actually read them backwards. So if I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 34, it gives a warning. It says that when you come together... Till ye tarry for one another. If any, if any man hunger, let him eat at home. In other words, this is not a little snack. The kids don't get to participate. The only ones that take this are those people that have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And it goes on up here and says that, Let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eateth and drinketh it unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. So this is serious stuff. We take this unworthily, and we're asking for trouble, big trouble. So we don't want to take it without being worthy. So Lord, we ask that you would forgive our sins. Holy Spirit, bring anything to our mind that we do need to forgive. Forgive all of us for our shortcomings. In Jesus' name, amen. By the way, for you guests, uh, in case you're wondering what that is, it really is unleavened bread. And it's unusual because one of the members of the congregation actually made this. Someone that's standing at the front on the podium. So I will assure you, I know what the ingredients are, and there's no leaven in it. It is just ground wheat, oil, I think I put a little, yeah, a little salt. 
and then cook. So, we got it? Okay. Verse 24 says, And when he had given thanks, he brake it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me, and they all ate. I need to cut them in smaller squares next time. <laughs> He's like, and they all ate, gives new experience, right? <laughs> After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This is a cup of the New Testament of my blood. This do as you often as you drink it in remembrance of me, and they all drink. Need to get bigger cups so we can wash the. I don't have a bread down. Praise the worship. I'm waiting for them to come up. I don't want to leave an empty stage. Okay. Good morning. Look at all those smiling, beautiful faces today. How are we doing? Are we ready to, there it is, we're ready to praise and worship the Lord, huh? Let's stand. Let's do some dancing. Where are my dancers? They can come up front here. Can, can, anybody, can anybody clap this morning? Yes, we're going to be doing a little bit of that. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Our Lord, our God, the Most High, great and marvelous are your works. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify, glorify, Glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. And all nations, all nations shall come and kneel before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy this morning. For you are great and greatly to be praised. May this praise and worship be a sweet, sweet fragrance upon you at your throne, for worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. We love you and thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's sing. All right, let's get our hands together. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us today. We want to see Jesus lifted high, a banner that flies across the land. Let all they might see the truth and know He's away. 
Jesus lifted high, a banner that flies across this land, that all men might see the truth and know that He is the way to heaven. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. The Most High God. Hallelujah. We want to see Jesus lifted high, a banner that flies across this land. That all men might see the truth and know that He is the way to heaven. We want to see Jesus lifted high. A banner that flies across this land That all men might see the truth and know That He is the way to heaven We want to see, we want to see We want to see Jesus lifted high We want to see, we want to see We want to see Jesus lifted high Step by step we're moving forward Little by little, taking down every prayer of powerful weapon. Strongholds come tumbling down and down and down and down. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see. We want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see Jesus lifted high. High, a banner that flies across this land That all men might see the truth and know That He is the way to heaven We want to see Jesus lifted high We want to see, we want to see, we 
mighty name. Power and mighty goodness. Jesus.
without your goodness I would be desperate without your love slave to the darkness if it wasn't for the cross
here for the class, Lord. I just want to invite the men that are in this church and young men. Please come forward to the altar. Holy Spirit, I need you. Maybe some of you just need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Sweet Spirit, I pray. If you're needing um, you men, especially. If you just want to rededicate your life to the Lord, maybe even accept Jesus, would you just raise your hand? And we have leaders that will come and pray for you. Just renew your walk with the Lord right now.
Hallelujah. Before you men get up, other than Jonathan, if you'll come on up here, just keep your heads down for just a second. I just, I just want to pray for all of you men up here. Lord, these men have come humbly before you, and they're asking the Holy Spirit to guide them, to help them, especially in their home, their work, their lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I just, you know, I'm just sensing there's, they're just coming to you, and they're just desperate for you right now. They're just desperate for you. Times are tough for some of them. Time to renew their walk with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And if I just ask in the name of Jesus, you hear their prayer. Hear their prayers, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Comfort them, Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, come on up here, Cindy. I believe, I believe this is the word for the older man who came out to kneel before him. And this is what I keep hearing. The my grace is a sufficient for you. Amen. Do I not know you? I made you. I have a plan for you. When things are going the crooked way, things is not seems going in your way, but I'm still with you. Amen. So don't doubt anymore. Walk in your way, which is look look for His way is written in the Word. Don't turn to the right or left, but you. I'm gonna. I take you in the path I desire for you. But remember, my grace is there with you, and I Thank made you. you. I have a plan for you, but don't rely on what's happening in your life right now. That's right. Because it is finished, and you will finish that walk through my powerful way. And I'll, my Holy Spirit will help you by seek the true and repentant heart. We'll take you in that way. Amen. Amen. And I just want to touch you, and I said, don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Amen. Don't give up. Hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. Now we're going to have a special opportunity to um, have a young man do say he's going to be pure and holy before the Lord, and um, he. we want them to come on up here. Come on. Here, stand. Oh. So we'll let you come on this side. There we go. Come on in here. Thank you very much. Perfect. Right there. Okay. Vow of poverty. Spirit of poverty. poverty. <laughs> no, no, no. We re- no, we correct that. Vow of purity. I don't know where that came from. Vow of, vow of purity. Blessing. Blessings like Spirit of poverty. Church. Vow of purity. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, Andrew William Co- Cochran, promise to God, my future mate, and myself, to keep my mind and body morally clean, and pure, so that when I enter the marriage covenant, I'll be able to give myself with a completely clean conscience to my mate. Ephesians 5.27 says, which you will memorize, that he might present himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish on this 21st day of January 2024. 
Uh-oh. What it says. I'm reading. That's what it says. 21st day of January. It is the 21st. It is. Amen. Right? Amen. It is. Amen. And it has our signature before, below. And we want you to, uh, to you can look up there if you want to. I know you've been working on memorizing it, but we'd like for you to the whole congregation to um, to say this, this word in the Lord. Uh, Ephesians 5.27, that he might present itself to him in a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be a holy and without blemish. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank you, Lord. Yeah, let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Because this man is dedicating his, his life to serve the Lord and to be pure and holy. <clears throat> and so we have a mom here that is going to place on your finger, the ring finger. There you go. Would you replace that with your wedding ring at your wedding? Yes. Amen. Okay. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. I want to pray a blessing over you and some of the others. Might <laughs> you want to go ahead and pray? You want to shake this hand first? Let's shake your hand, brother. Amen. Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you just anoint this young man, that he will be pure and holy before you. He'll remember this day. He'll remember the ring on his finger. He'll be a testimony to all those that are saying, why is that on your ring finger right now? Why is that on your wedding hand? And he'll be able to share about the love of Jesus and what he's going to be doing and dedicating his life for you. Lord, we thank you for him. We ask that you do keep him pure and holy and that he will serve you all the days of his life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Congratulations, Andrew. Thank you, Mark. Congratulations to you, too. (laughs) All right. You may be seated. I'll be praying for you now. Yes, please. He needs it. I just want to let you know uh, before Pastor Stan uh, speaks his message today, that next Sunday, both services nine thirty, so please come at nine thirty, and also the ten thirty service, and then the following Sunday at the nine thirty service, I will be speaking and ministering uh, about dominionism and about replacement theology and the errors of that. And it's a Order. I know I have a DVD already on it, but uh, the Lord's given me some more information, so I encourage you to please come. Uh, it will be placed on uh, to I guess Watch Prophecy club um dot com eventually but i need my church here so i i just encourage you please be here on time before nine thirty next sunday okay and also next sunday is the chili contest so please sign up and bring your chili we're gonna have a good time after church service lord i just ask that you bless this man of god I, I thank you for him he's been such a blessing in my life and i know he's such a blessing to so many also those online and those that are here at the church, we ask that you anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And, Lord, the message that he has to bring us, let us remember it. Let us not walk out forgetting the message of today, but remembering your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This morning I say, worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb to take the book and to open the seals thereof because you were slain has redeemed us from God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We thank you that your blood ran down through the crack 20 feet below and dripped on the Ark of the Covenant westward, fulfilling the Levitical covenants and setting the captives free. We thank you 
that you were born in exactly the place, exactly the time where the sacrificial lambs were born, wrapped in swaddling clothes as they were, all to give your life. No one took your life. You laid it down and you took it back up. At any moment, you could have called for legions of angels and put a stop to all the pain, but you did it. You went through it. All for us. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, turn me up just a little bit. If you were speaking to a church, what would you do to prepare a message? Probably what you would eventually arrive at is I think it would be a good idea for me to go in and get on my knees and pray and ask the Lord what he wants to say. What do you think? And that's what I do. Yesterday, I went to my place. And I got on my knees and I said, Lord, among other things, I said, Lord, what do you want to say? Only you know the end from the beginning. Only you know what is coming and what we need to hear. What do you want to say? And most of the time I hear real clear on what to say. And yesterday was one of those days I heard real clear. Now, before I tell you what he said, I'll tell you. He said, tell them to stop the little secret sins. I'll tell you why I said that. Because the closer we get to Jesus, the more he wants us to stop all of those little secret things that we do that's wrong. Obviously, the bigger ones. But it's like one person said, if you can watch the pennies, then the dollars take care of themselves. Watch the little sins. Tell them to start watching and stopping all of the little sins. So as a test, I said, Lord, so if that is true, then that's what you want me to talk on, then give me a scripture in the Bible where to go. And I heard 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Not for sin. Okay, so so Lord, as a, as a test, what do you want me to, to talk on? Give me a scripture in the Bible. Because obviously I didn't hear it right the first time. And then I heard 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Okay, now we got it. wonder what's in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. So I went to my computer, opened it up, and this is what I found. This is what he's saying to us today. Now this is actually a compliment. The reason I say that is because when... See, the reason the miracles came through Jesus so strongly is because he was without sin. The cleaner our life is, the more he can use us. Does that make sense? I believe that God wants to use people at the Spirit of Prophecy Church, and I'm talking to the 30 or so people in the room, but I'm also talking to the 1,500 people that will be watching this over the next week online. And that is, we've got to be clean. We have to have a clean heart if if we want to be used. If we want to be able to lead someone to the Lord, lay hands on them, we want to see them 
healed and recover, if we want to have dreams and visions, guidance and directions, if we want that voice behind us speaking saying, this is the way, walk ye in him, if we want to have Jesus be the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path, we have to have a clean heart, right? Okay. So what do you, what do you say to stop the small sins? The hidden secret sins live blameless before me. Wait a minute. Blameless? Now, this is actually a compliment. It's not a condemnation. He's saying, I want to use you in some very big ways. If you want to be used in some very big ways, then this is what he needs. All right, so he said Second Chronicles chapter 7. But I thought, nah, nah, nah. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 7. So if I really heard Second Corinthians chapter 7, should be talking about how we need to clean up our life, right? If not, then I didn't hear right. I need to go back to praying. So let's start. Second Corinthians chapter 7. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. What do you think? Is that speaking to us? How many of us want to be used by the Lord? He's... We've already heard all kinds of encouraging messages in other ways, but today I think that these are, how do I say this? You know, you can use, take a file. Some files are designed to take off metal in very big chunks. And then some files are meant to be more like finishing files. Same thing with sandpaper. You got the big grit sandpaper that's designed to take a lot, off a lot of wood. And maybe you do that at first. And see, it's that way with us. In the beginning, God will come to us with big grit sandpaper. i got to remove a lot from this person. But what he's saying to Spirit of Prophecy Church today, I'm coming to you with very fine sandpaper. Today I'm putting, it's a polishing sandpaper. I got a scratch on my car, and I was telling my son-in-law, Chris, that at the time sold cars. He said, ah, no problem. He said, you can just take fine grit sandpaper, so fine, it'll take that right out. That's what Jesus is saying to us today. Today, he wants us to use fine grit sandpaper. Now, of course... If there's people in the room, people online that are listening and say, no, I'm still in the coarse grit, <laughs> then stay with the coarse grit. Some of the, sometimes there's some things that Jesus needs to do to make a lot of changes. I remember one guy, uh, John Gilmore, never forget the guy. He read the New Testament 75 times. In the Old Testament, he said he read about 35 times. And I would go into the prisons and do Bible studies with him. And he led the Bible studies. And the guys would test him. Because, I mean, he literally knew book, chapter, and verse. The whole Bible. They would test him. They would open the Bible any place. Start reading. He'd tell them book, chapter, and verse where they were. Or they'd go book, chapter, and verse and say, now tell me what that verse is. He'd quote it. Great man of God. He said, when I first got saved, he said, for two weeks, he said, I couldn't even drive down the road. 
I'd have to pull over every mile or two, get on my knees and start repenting for all the things I'd done. See, that's coarse sandpaper. Hopefully many of us, most of us, are past the coarse sandpaper. Now we're down to the polishing. Well, that's what he's doing to us today. He's bringing polishing. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness and the fear of God. So what do you think? Did I hear from God? Amen. I think I did. Receive us. We have wronged no man. See, that's what blameless means. Okay. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, if you want me in your life, if you want to hear my voice, if you want me to walk with you, then you have to walk with me. You can't look like the world, can't act like the world, can't talk like the world, can't walk like the world, can't dress like the world. Leslie and I had a conversation this morning. I said, look it. I said, now understand, I'm coming from the man's point of view. I said, look it. (laughs) Somebody said, really? I said, these girls. I said, it would really help if they would dress more modestly. She says, it's the man's responsibility. And I said, well, isn't it both the woman's responsibility too? I mean, essentially the conclusion of the argument was, of course, she won. (laughs) And the conclusion was this, that it's a 50-50 deal, right? Well, that was the conclusion I arrived at. Maybe she didn't. She didn't. Yeah, we, I, we, we, guys, we got to watch our eye gate. We got to watch our ear gate. And so it ought to be that the women are helping us at least. And so, well, some of them are not. Right, guys? Come on, guys. I need more help than that. I'm dying up here. Thank you. Yes, he said put some clothes on. So I play racquetball twice a week. You can spot the girls that come up there. Everything's tight, got the foo-foo oil on, and yeah, right, she came down to work out. Then the other girl comes down here with the loose-fitting clothes. I mean, she's there to really work out and sweat. And I just, I wish I could walk up and say, would you put some clothes on? Oh, if I did that, oh, Katie, bar the door. They would probably kick me out the door, not her. Guys, help me out here. Is there an amen in the house? Come on, guys. Thank you. I speak not this to condemn you. I don't think Jesus is trying to condemn the Spirit of Prophecy Church today. I think he's trying to bring a compliment. He's trying to say, I I, I hope we are past the coarse filings. I hope we're past the coarse sandpaper. Hopefully we're to the polishing stage. Right, 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 okay. I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before, that you are in your hearts to die and li- that they are in your hearts to die and live with you. What? I've said before that you are in our hearts to die and live with you. So he's saying, I, I really love you. Don't take 
this is as a correction or as a condemnation. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. Now, here's the way we would say that. I compliment you a lot. In speaking to other churches, I compliment you a lot. I think what he's trying to say to Spirit of Prophecy Church is saying, look, I'm not trying to beat you up here. I'm trying to say, let's remove the last remaining little, you know, with the polishing sandpaper. Great is my glorying of you. I'm filled with comfort. I'm exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Ugh. You mean they had tribulation? They didn't have tribulation back then. Not like we got today. Or did they? For when we were coming to the area, our flesh had no rest. For we were troubled on every side without our fightings. Within were fears. Nevertheless, God that comforted those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus. In other words, we're supposed to be comforted with our brothers and sisters, hopefully with our pastors and maybe our prophets too. Amen. <laughs> I was hoping to get an amen. Yeah. I was saying, oh, don't die here on this. And not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you. When he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice the more. For though I made you sorrow with a letter... I do repent, though I did repent. Try to skin. Now, see, that's why we... I was just checking. <laughs> just checking to see if you're with me. <clears throat> Not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us of your earnest hour, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice the more, for though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorrow, though it were but for a season. What's he saying? He's saying, look it, I I need to bring some correction. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm I'm hating that I'm having to talk so direct to you. I think Jesus is trying to say to the Spirit of Prophecy Church today, make sure that your eyes are your clean, your ears are they're clean your mouth is clean because sometimes the things come out of our mouth you know Jesus says it's not what goes in our mouth that makes us defiled it's what comes out I was playing racquetball Saturday morning with a guy they don't even realize that filthy words are coming out of their mouth I hadn't played with him quite a while and I don't think he knows, well, obviously he doesn't know I'm a pastor or he wouldn't let such words come out of his mouth. But that's okay. Time's coming. He'll finally figure it out. I'm praying for him. I'm praying that I'll get the opportunity to witness to him. Another guy that I played with in the past was on the next court over. Man, I can just tell there is such evil in this guy. And I'm... And the other guy playing with him, uh, which I've had a few chances to talk to him, and he does not have our God. So in the real world, and you know, my world outside of ministry is a very small world, but probably your world is a much larger world. You're probably around people that you could witness to a lot, okay? A lot more than I. But what I'm saying is, 
if we expect that person to receive Jesus, then we have to receive Jesus. If we expect that person to clean up their life, We want them to clean up their mouth. We have to make sure ours is clean. Remember, Jesus said that if you see a log and if you see a speck in someone else's eye, be sure and make certain to get the log out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to help that person get the speck out of their eye. So we have to, as Christians, say, okay, what are we looking at? Because these days... You can be watching an innocent commercial on TV, and all of a sudden a commercial comes on. Of course, sometimes it's not even a commercial. Sometimes it's in the movie, or the these sitcoms. I won't even watch them. It's in every movie. Yeah, it's in all of them. Filth, filth. So he's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, I'm trying to ask you to use some small grit sandpaper and make certain that you're blameless with that sin so I can use you. I want to use you. I want to use you in some big ways. Now rejoice. Not that we were made sorrow, but that we were sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorrow after a godly manner that you might receive damage by us in nothing. Now, that's not the way we would say it. He, we would say it is, look, if you clean up your life, then I won't have to slap you around so much. I can use you a lot more. Amen. For godly so our work is repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold the selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you, yea. What clearing of yourselves, yea. What indignation, Yea. What fear? Yea. What vehement desire? Yea. What zeal? Yea. What revenge? In all things we have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. What's he saying? He's saying, in everything, make certain that your heart is clean. Wherefore, though I write on you, I did it. Let me try this again. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, there's a little line there, wrote unto you, I did it not for his cause that had not done the wrong thing for this cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. He's not trying to beat him up. He's trying to say, I'm trying to use you in a big way. I'm trying to use you in a better way, a more powerful way. But I can only use you as much as you're clean. Did I go too far there? No, I didn't. Okay. Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort, yea, exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I have boasted anything to him of you, so he's trying to say, look, these churches are doing really well. I'm not ashamed, but as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting which I made before Titus, is found a truth. And after his inward affection is more abundant toward you, whilst he remembered the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling he received him. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. Jesus wants to have confidence in us in all things. 
So then I thought, well, let's go back and see if I really did hear is Second Chronicles. Chapter 7 is talking about little small things we clear up too. You want to guess? Was it? Yes, it was. So now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. Okay, so here's the situation. Solomon had built a big temple for the Lord. He wouldn't let David do it because David had killed too many people, too much blood on him. So he allowed Solomon to build this big temple. So Solomon gets done building the temple. Now it's dedication day for the temple. This is what Solomon said. Solomon had made an end of praying. The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. What he's saying to us, Spirit of Prophecy Church, if you want my glory filling your house, you got to get the sin out. Even the little sin. Out of the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the heart. Right? We want God to walk with us. But we don't want to walk with God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Going to church now. Thank you. And the priest could not enter to the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. We are the generation that are going to see greater things than this shall you do because I go to the Father. We are the people that are going to see miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. So if we want greater miracles, we have to be a cleaner vessel. Does that make sense? If we want the fire to come down in our life, we got to be clean. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement, worshipped, praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. I think God's talking to us. I think it's in a very positive way. I think it's very good. He's saying, Look it, Spirit of Prophecy Church. I want to use you. You understand about the days and the times far more than many of my other children. I want to use you. I want to use you in all the gifts of the Spirit. But you got to be clean. I want to use you. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. That means, the way we would say that today, then the king and all the people repented and asked Jesus to come into their heart and forgive their sins. Right? That's because we don't clean up by killing animals. And King Solomon offered sacrifice and 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. Can you imagine that? Imagine killing that many animals to wash this. And by the way, it didn't wash them away. It just rolled them back. But with us today, all we have to do is ask Jesus to forgive our sins. And they're all gone. <clears throat> the priests waited on the offices. 
The Levites also with the instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made, praised the Lord because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hollowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings and the fat. Aren't you glad we don't have to do all that today? It doesn't hurt. Our teeth don't fall out. Just ask Jesus to forgive your sins. People online, people watching this recording in the future, if you're worshiping another God, stop it. All you have to do is ask Jesus to forgive your sins. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by him. He is the door. He says, I am the door. He said, if you will open your heart, I will come in and I will sup with you and you with me. <clears throat> also at the same time, Solomon kept the feast seven days. And all Israel with him and very great congregation from the inner end of Hamath to the river of Egypt. Now, what they're saying is they all got together and they worshiped together for seven days. And on the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly. For they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. And on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, he sent the people away in their tents, glad and merry in their heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and all Israel his people. We are living in a generation that prophets of old desired to see and they didn't see. There are three people that say the tribulation started. I'm not one of them, but I'm looking for a sign very soon. And I, if I start to see some of the things take place, then I will say, yeah, we're in the tribulation. But at least Harry Bennett says, <clears throat> and I don't know this, but he says the tribulation started October 5th of 2022. Sad to say, that lines up with a lot of things that I see. But for just a minute, let's say he's right. What does that mean? That means that in about another six or so, five and a half, six years, Jesus returns. What does that mean? That means in the next couple of years, we'll probably see the Antichrist go and sit on the Ark of the Covenant that has not even been revealed yet and say, I'm God. Require all animal sacrifice to stop. Animal sacrifice has not been in Israel for over 2,000 years now. You start seeing some of that stuff, and I'm going to be saying, okay, 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 we are in the tribulation. But when we see these things start coming to pass, he says, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. He's saying to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, you are some of my golden ones. You are some of my servants of the highest order because you have prepared your heart, because you prepared your life, because you understand, and I'm going to be able to speak to you, and I'm going to be able to send you in to do my work in the last days. But I'm going to have to use a little bit of polishing sandpaper on you. He's saying, I want you to look and make certain that all of the sin is gone. <clears throat> Just like here. They had to make certain all of the sin was gone. 
22,000 animals they sacrificed, but they saw the fire of God come down. If my people pray, I think you know this one. Solomon thus finished the house of the Lord of the king's house, and all came into Solomon's heart to make the house of the Lord. And in his own house, he prosperously effected. And the Lord appeared to Solomon that night and said unto him, I've heard thy prayer, and I've chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Jesus has chosen the Spirit of Prophecy Church, among others, to place his spirit, to bring his power and his fire down among those people that are ready. That's what it says. If I shut up heaven, if there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence upon my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I think we better read that one together, everyone together. Let's read it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's what we want. That's what we want for every one of us in our own lives. Now mine eyes shall be open. In my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified the Spirit of Prophecy Church, among others, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, <clears throat> if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, he's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, if you will walk before me clean like Jesus walked, <clears throat> if you will do this, I will do great and mighty things through you. I think we're going to see miracles that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John didn't see. That Jeremiah and Daniel and Isaiah and David didn't see. We're the generation that's going to see that. I really believe that. I think most of you believe that and know that. For now I've chosen sanctified this house that my name may be there forever, mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually as for thee. This is us. If thou walk before me as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish my throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenanted with David my father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. But, oh man... Then we have the but. But, if you turn away, forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I've set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them. Does that scare you? It scares me. Worship other gods, serve them, worship them. Then, there's the then. So here's the but, but then we have the then. The but and the then. So here comes the then. Then will I pluck them from up from the roots out of my land, which I have given to them in this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast out of my sight, and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all the nations. Demetri Dudeman, 
when the angel came to him, the angel Gabriel, said, God, when God will hit America, all the nations will be terrified. They'll be terrified. And from that, a lot of people will be saved. Unfortunately, a lot of people will never get it. They won't see that God did this. And this house, <clears throat> which is high, shall be an astonishment to everyone that passed by it, so that he shall say, Why hath the Lord done this unto this land and to this house? And it shall be answered, Because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, in our case, because we forgot, forsook the God of our fathers, which brought us out of England and other the houses surrounding the world to form a new nation. He put a heart in us, a heart of love, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. Does this speak to you today? I think it speaks to me. Okay, so made my point there. It's not backing up. It did back up. It just didn't back up when I wanted it to back up. Okay, I did. It just wasn't backing up on time. Now, see if it'll back up. There we go. Okay, so the point being, <clears throat> I think he's trying to bring a compliment to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. So not just the ones in the audience, but the people online too. He's trying to say he's pleased with this, but you'll discover the closer you get to Jesus, the more he expects us to be holy. Right, prophets? Right, is that correct, prophets? How about level one? Is that is that true? How about level two? Is that true? It is true, isn't it? He expects us to be cleaner. So it's not an attack. He's saying, look, I think someone emailed me yesterday and said, what do you think is going to happen in 2024? And I said, I think we're going to see things in 2024 that we've been warning people for 30 years that are coming. I think, I'll just tell you what I think. What do you think? I think at the conclusion of the Israeli war, essentially Israel is going to see they are not going to have peace until they destroy Islam, all of the Islamic nations around them. And according to what the prophecy was, the audible voice that spoke to Leslie, at the conclusion, they'll see that they can't win. So they will give the Palestinians a state, but it will be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen the military. And since this is the first war they've had since 1967, I think that at the conclusion they'll give the Palestinians a state and then oil will be discovered in Israel, massive amounts of oil. And that oil is going to do two things. It's going to give Israel the money to start building the military. And it'll also make the Jews willing to fight for the land. After the military is built and the Jews are ready to fight for their land, then Israel and America will go against most of the rest of Israel. Or excuse me, go, go against most of the rest of Islam. And according to John Paul Jackson, he said he saw a newspaper headline that says, what other secret weapons 
does Israel have? Has she played all of her cards? That was the newspaper headline. So I think that Israel is going to come out with a secret weapon, and they're going to decimate Islam. When the oil is hit, I think it would begin to dry the wells of the Arabs. Now, what does that mean? That means Syria, Russia, Iraq, Iran, Oman, Saudi Arabia, all of those nations around Israel, their well pressures would begin to drop and drop and drop while Israel gets more and more and it does this. Israel is about to be blessed powerfully. Jerusalem would be trodden down to the Gentiles till the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. God's attention is about to switch from the Gentiles over to the Jews. Remember in Revelation 6 where it says a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny? And see, they hurt not the oil and the wine. What is the barley? Uh, That would be Jews. And what's the wheat? That would be the Gentiles. I believe it's saying in the time of tribulation, one-fourth will be Gentiles saved. Three-fourths will be Jews that are saved. So God's attention is about to turn to the Jews. And in Ezekiel 38 verse 4, it says, I will put a hook in their jaw. And I believe the hook is going to be oil. Ezekiel 38, 39, it says that Israel, Russia will come down on horseback, having shields and bucklers and swords to destroy Israel. Now, the detractors say, oh, (laughs) that could never be a modern war. You don't fight a modern war on horseback with shields and bucklers and swords. You do if you ran out of oil. See, that was one of the primary reasons that the Japanese felt like they had to attack America because they were out of oil. Their oil had been cut off. So that's what God is about to do. He's about to cut off the Russian oil and the Arab oil. And that's the hook in the jaws that brings all of the nations down to attack Israel. It's not that they want to, the angel told Dimitri. God makes them. That's the hook in the jaw. He brings the nations of the world down to attack Israel because God said... even though the whole world comes down to attack Israel, they will not be victorious. That's when Jesus returns, and in a moment, in the twinkling of eye at the last trump, his morning star cleanses the earth. I just read this Friday night in our Bible study in Isaiah. I should have made note of the verse. But it says that the morning star will dissolve the sun, the moon, and the stars. It also dissolves all of the tares on the earth. The two angels' sickles slash the grapes. And blood rises the horse bridles by a space of 1,600 furlongs. I think that we're about to see the beginning of a lot of the fulfillments starting in 2024. Why? Well, the angel came to Dimitri August 3rd, 1984. Add 40 years to that. Let's we'll see, 84, 94, 04, 14, 24. It's been 40 years. Well, so what does that mean? Well, it rained 40 days and 40 nights. And there's a lot of 40s in the Bible I won't go into. But 40 is the number of judgment. So probably America was given 40 years to repent. And she hasn't. She hasn't received. As a matter of fact, I watched the ball game last night. 
<coughs> that had uh, the 49ers playing the the Green Bay Green Bay Packers. It rained during the entire game. And I understand some of the tickets were $1,500 each. So get this picture. They probably spent $1,500 to fly from wherever they were for the airfare, the hotels, the meals. Another $1,500 per ticket. That's $3,000 a person to set up on the cold bleachers, in the cold, in the rain, for three hours to watch people throw a ball game, throw a ball around. Yet, they don't have time to go to church. They don't have time to read their Bible or pray. They aren't seeking God. They're seeking their own pleasure. This is America. And we wonder why we're in trouble. We wonder why we're falling. So I think 2024 is going to be the start of a whole lot of stuff. Not the end of it. I think it's going to be a start of it. So let me pray this. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts. Show us the secret sins. Show us the secret sins of our eyes and our ears and our mouth and our heart. And help us to get washed in your blood, to be forgiven, so that you would use us in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. If during this sermon, if you just prayed and asked Jesus to forgive your sins for the first time, send us an email to this email address. Let us know. You just asked Jesus into your heart. Also, I encourage you to become a member of the Spirit of Prophecy Church. You do that by going to spiritofprophecychurch.com. And down at the bottom left corner in the blue area where it says become a ministry member, check there, click there, and you can become a member. If you're sitting in the audience, uh, let us know and we'll give you a piece of paper and you can join our ministry and where you're basically saying, we agree with you, we want to be serving the Lord. Also, if you want to give, this is new, new, this is new way to give. Now you can use your phone to just take a picture of that. If you haven't done that before, you aim your, your phone, your camera like you're taking a picture and your camera figures out that that's a QR code. And it will draw a little yellow box around you to reach up, touch that yellow box, and boom. The next thing you know, you're at a place where you can give. And it doesn't physically move you. Anyway. Also, if you're watching, you can help us reach more people by clicking like and share and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. And if you have prayer requests, come on up. Leslie and I and Lou and Sunhi and Jonathan will be happy to pray for you for your prayer request. God bless you. Thank you for coming.